Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Break out my notes here because I took a lot for some reason. I did that again. I took exactly two notes. I really want to hear your thoughts now. You want to hear my thoughts because you don't know what they are. As soon as you hear you've heard them, you're gonna be like, "Shut the fuck up!" You're already wrong because you said you didn't like it. So, <laughs> all right, let's get weird because we are essentially talking about a child who almost gets fucking murdered. A slapstick comedy about two men attempting to murder a child. That, in fairness, they weren't really murdering him yet. They were totally going to if given the chance. <laughs> we'll get into that. Because I watched a couple of videos while I was at work because nobody was there. So I was like on my little machine and I'm like, oh, I'll turn on that because there's this guy. I can't remember what his channel is called, but he does this thing called Renegade Cut. Uh-huh. And he just talks about like pop culture things and their philosophical implications, I guess. He was just talking about it's essentially a film about child abuse. Fuck, the, funny. like when the South Bend shovel slayer appears and saves the day, Joe Pesci was literally about to bite Kevin's fingers off. We'll get to that. because He said... I'm going to start by yeah. biting off each one of your little fingers and then grabbed his hand and was opening his mouth when the dude smacks him on the back of the head with a shovel. <laughs> All right, let's or, do this. Me, I guess he smacked Daniel Stern on the back of the head with a shovel first, then got Joe Pesci. He hit Joe Pesci in the face. All right, so let's do this. Take a breath. Be happy. <sighs> What's up? This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's Christmas again, I guess. It was Christmas whenever we released the last episode, which uh, we haven't done yet as of this recording. But this time we're tackling a more traditional Christmas movie. Not traditional in the sense it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and there's a lot of uh, prejudice toward people who are slightly different. Yes, that's what Rudolph is about. He has no, a red nose, therefore everybody hates him. There's some prejudice against people who are slightly different in this movie. Even Santa Claus, by the way, which we, we need to talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at some point. But hey, we're talking about Home Alone today. <laughs> Speaking of which, this is maybe the whitest movie I've seen in a long time. The whitest? Oh, yeah. I don't think there was a single non-white face in this movie. You know what? I don't think there was. I'm I'm racking my brain. But think hard about it. They go to France. That's mostly white people. That's pretty white, yeah. Uh, they're in the not suburbs of Chicago. They're not in Chicago, really. They're in the suburbs because it is a John Hughes movie. So white flight. Have you ever seen a not white person in a John Hughes movie? Long Duck Dong. 16 Candles. Okay, a non racist caricature oh, oh, of, oh, oh, okay, of a not okay. white person <laughs> i forgot a non-white person who isn't a racist stereotype okay because i sorry everybody touts like oh john hughes is this great filmmaker and his 80s movies are the best i'm like no like i like the breakfast club because that's just a, a bunch of people talking he's got a couple of really good movies but and i don't really like ferris bueller because he's a douche yeah ferris uh, is a dick and 16 candles has that is very racist and i know it was the <laughs> 80s but it's like i i just don't i don't racist. feel the need to go back and revisit it i will say that's mostly because you were not a teenage girl in the 80s or a young girl in the 80s every woman i know who is over the age of five in the 80s fucking love 16 candles well i liked it when i was a teenager but that was before i grew up and decided like hey maybe i don't like to get myself involved with all this blatantly racist stuff i'm not gonna i, I don't want to go watch breakfast at tiffany's you know no i get it i don't want to watch <laughs> breakfast at tiffany's either i'm like i mean i love watching audrey hepburn but i don't think i want to see that mickey rooney impression i've seen i've seen highlights on you know like what the fuck were they thinking yeah. videos and, and i watched dragon a bruce lee story and that's the first time i ever saw that oh really yeah, yeah. that you know <laughs> yeah. what that's the first time i ever saw it too it's a movie that never gets talked about but i remember it being 
pretty good. It is a solid movie. I've probably watched it a half dozen times. Yep, it was on TV all the time, so I, it was one of those things that I watched. It was on premium cable, though, when we got rich enough to afford stars. <laughs> I saw it on premium cable, too, when my mom got rich enough to yes. get a boyfriend who could build a cable box to steal the cable. Oh, shit. Oh, that's getting serious. Hey, feds, it was a long time ago. Just let it go. She's dead and I didn't do anything. You can go after the boyfriend. He cheated on her. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Oh, okay. Fuck that guy. In the butt. With a big federal dick. All right. So, Home Alone. Written. Oh, is that what we're talking about today? (laughs) Written by John Hughes. Directed by Chris Columbus. Scored by John Williams. The score, I think, is still good. I really like the score a lot. The score was right where the problem started for me. Why? Okay, well, let's break into this. This is fucking John (laughs) Jurassic Park, Jaws, E.T., all the fucking legendary soundtracks of the 80s John Williams and 90s John Williams was responsible for, and this sounds like a Danny Elfman knockoff. Well, Batman had just come out. Yeah, and it sounds just like Elfman. Like, you know, it really like does. Elfman. Holy shit, it kind of does. But um, Christopher, Col- Christopher, <laughs> Chris Columbus did eventually did i call him christopher when i fucking said I don't, he directed it too? i don't fucking know dude i can't remember 30 <laughs> seconds ago come on <laughs> he eventually went on to direct the first two harry potter movies as well and john williams scored those also and i was getting distinct like holy shit this sounds a lot like harry potter like rachel brought that up she's like it kind of sounds like harry potter i'm like oh it fucking does well, because it's the same dude <laughs> going back to what we were talking about five minutes ago not a harry potter fan either so sorry the music is good as I said. Also. I guess I don't. I just don't love Joy. I don't know. I don't fucking know because objectively, yes, the music's good in those, and the cinematography is good, and you know, it's like uh, this. This movie. There's all these reasons that people love it, and I get it. I just don't feel it. You know. So when I get my soundboard working, if it ever works, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a thing and I'm gonna make one that says Contrarian Corner, and every time you do that, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit the button. <laughs> I think we both did. we both do that every once in a while. <laughs> like, yeah, everybody loves this. Fuck them. I mean, look, I don't want to take anyone's joy in this movie away from them. If the, if you put this on and it makes you happy, that's great. I'm thrilled for you, and I want you to keep doing it. I want you to enjoy this movie. If this movie makes your life a little bit better, fuck. I'm not going to try and take away anything that's making anyone's life a little bit better. As long as you're not like raping people or something like that to get your joy. As long as you're being a decent, keep to yourself you know enjoy your things person or you know whatever you're not harming people that's great if you enjoy it that's great i just this movie was a fucking endurance challenge for me it's only 90 minutes dude yeah and it felt like two and a half hours <laughs> watch the second one you'll love this one after that oh, God. the second one's a, basically a rehash of the first one i've seen it yeah it's not like i haven't and seen it i'm aware of it and i'm aware that it's just a shameless i mean it's we're the, same, the sticky it's the bandits yeah. now you know i mean it's fucking oh god i feel like from like 90 to 93 ish and they still do this every once in a while but like those few years were like holy fuck that hit make another one now now hurry up go now now oh yeah they totally still because they did that with that's not new well no, or old. no i just remember that they did that with home alone and they did that with ninja turtles yeah both of those movies both came out the exact same year both new line pictures i believe yeah is this new line I don't fucking know. I don't even know now. Fuck. We're supposed to know shit. <laughs> don't know dick. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Is there anything in this movie that you do like? And we'll start there. <laughs> okay. Is there anything I do like? I like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. I mean, they play it a little too broad when it comes to the comedy moments, but I like their 
they seem to be having a lot of fun, the two of them. Especially Daniel Stern seems to be having the most fun anyone can have making this movie. Like, I have a feeling that, and I haven't seen interviews with him about it, but I have a feeling that if you interviewed him, he's like, that was the greatest experience of my life, you know? The only movie that I made prior to this that anybody actually watched was Chud, Chud. so there we go. (laughs) Speaking of, John Hurt is also in Chud. That's true. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. It's a fucking Chud reunion, which kind of sounds like people are whipping out their cocks and being like, oh, that looks familiar. I missed you. Okay, but that brings me to my two notes that I made for the movie. (laughs) Yes. Two notes. Two notes. I wrote a novel. He wrote two notes. Number one, everyone in this movie is a piece of shit. Absolutely. Every single character is a piece of shit. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. Number two, this movie should be retitled Entitled Americans Abroad because... The B-plot of this movie is every stereotype of bad American behavior in a foreign country. I mean, everything they do, they get off the plane right away. She runs, throws a woman off the telephone who was making a legitimate phone call and starts off by yelling at her. Ma'am, I need the phone. I need the phone. I I need this phone. You don't understand. My I need this phone. Shoves her out of the way. Hello, ha- She'll call you back. Click. Just like, oh my God. And then, you know, of course, the douchebag uncle on the plane with it put it in your purse put it in your purse it's free ain't it you know he's the reason i don't ask questions like that nowadays that guy specifically (laughs) is the reason because i don't have money these are middle class people right i don't have money i've been living on minimum wage for the last year middle class you're calling okay they didn't pay for the trip to france but in the second movie, the dad, Kevin's dad, pays for them all to go to Florida. Yeah, so, this yeah, is 80s that's, middle class. That's not middle class. This is that's 80s. That's rich assholes is more like it. I'm not saying they're not. All right, upper middle class. They're upper upper middle class. But the point of the matter is, I sometimes legitimately wonder, like, well, if I get something like that, is it complimentary or what? But I don't fucking ask. Like, my sister likes to go to the casino, and she, would, she asked me, and I went with her a couple of times to a casino, and I didn't realize that the drinks were kind complimentary (laughs) if you're gambling and then she finally had to explain it to me and then i was afraid to assume it so they would ask me if i want drinks and for a long time i would just say no i'm okay just because i didn't want to say it's free ain't it (laughs) you should have i didn't want to be that fucking guy and then when you were done you should have told your sister to put the glass in your purse in her purse put it in your purse put it in your purse which and i love i love uncle frank because he is such a fucking awful person look what you did you little jerk when they're fucking going when they're when they're all late right they wake up late oh yeah they're like oh be po-. he's like the uh, kevin's dad is like be positive frank and frank is like you be positive i'll be realistic i relate to that with every fiber of my being it's kind of it was kind of funny all right here here's maybe a small moment of joy for me is frank says the plane leaves in 45 minutes we'll never make it <laughs> And they did make it. Could you imagine that today? 45 it's, minutes. Now it's the plane leaves in four hours. We'll never make it. Yeah. And you Ima- Imagine you're pulling up to the curb and the plane leaves in 45 minutes. You're like, well, there's no point even getting out of the car at this point. That's all the terrorists wanted to do. They're just like, <laughs> they're just like, you know what? And they did. We're, we're just going to fuck with our plane times. That We're going to make them go through security. It's going to take fucking hours. They thought about that. The terrorists. At Bohemian one. Grove, probably. You know what Bohemian Grove is, right? Uh, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> where the Illuminati get together and... Uh, the 
the elite, not necessarily the Illuminati, but all the people in power put on around owl, the world. Put on owl masks and... And uh, burn an effigy of... I think it's a big owl, actually. Like have an orgy or some shit. Yep. That is supposedly where all the biggest happenings in the world. Did you read the John Ronson book, Them? No. He gets together with Alex Jones and they both... Oh, this is in like 1992. That sounds fucking horrifying. Him and Alex Jones go to Bohemian Grove and Oh, I heard in. about that, yeah. Like they literally went to Bohemian Grove and snuck in and documented it. Didn't they get caught? I don't recall. Like before they got in? They had some problems before they got in, but they actually did go in. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. I like it. Here's something that might make you happy. You know, uh, Kevin's sister, Linny, the blonde one with braces who calls him lace incompetent when... Yes. When, if she was really that smart, she'd know that, you know, you don't you pronounce, don't pronounce the, the S. She is played by the actress's name, who I can't remember, but she's the main documentarian chick from uh, Behind the Mask, the story of Leslie Vernon. No way. Yes. She looks so fucking different. So different. I, I I thought I made it up when I was watching it, and I'm like, wait, she's blonde and short and she has braces and i swear i heard it and then i had to look it up and i'm like oh fuck but she turned into a redhead a slightly attractive redhead and then she got less cute as time went on and it just made me sad but there you go it's we're connected to a movie you like all right okay so that's it those are my notes you got the extent of what i felt was necessary to put down i was like i gotta say this shit Fuck these guys. Well, we're going to talk about how shitty everybody is here, like, right oh, off the bat. God, just... What year did this come out again? Was it 89, 90? 90. Yeah. I was 11 years old in 1990. <laughs> so I, I maybe saw this when I was 12, if I saw it late, you know, or something like that. But the point is, I was 11 or 12 when I saw it. And even I, at 11 or 12 years old, was watching... <laughs> this family going every one of these people is an asshole like all of them i enjoyed the movie because i was 11 or 12 but even then i remember distinctly thinking <laughs> what a bunch of pieces of shit they're so fucking rude to each other if one of my kids said to another one of my kids you're a disease i would smack that kid in the face okay right yeah okay so we start the movie and, and if an uncle comes into my house and calls my kid a jerk that <laughs> motherfucker's getting thrown out on his ass fuck him <laughs> i don't care how much of a jerk my kid's being you don't come into my house and call, start calling my kids names well the kid's probably a jerk for a no reason. the kid is a jerk well, fuck is, kevin but like, he is not even close that. to the worst person in that house no 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 way. he's the he's one of the youngest ones and obviously the one getting shit on all the fucking time which he says and he's right no that is the one thing that i will say has changed in my viewing of this movie is aside from the fact that i'm too cynical to enjoy it now yeah. is i no longer blame kevin for being an asshole when i was a kid and i watched that i was like he deserves all this stuff that's happening to him he was a dick to his mom now i watch it i'm like oh but he never had a chance like he was raised in a family of dicks he was destined for dickishness his parents are there and they're they kind of suck his dad seems nice but he doesn't talk a lot yeah his dad just seems oblivious yeah. like which is a very a very late 80s early 90s dad thing. dad trope yeah. yeah oh yeah so when we start the movie there's everybody's running around it's fucking crazy there's a cop in the thing in the in in the foyer the foyer whatever rich people have those <laughs> uh and of course it's fucking joe pesci and he's He's scoping out the neighborhood, and we find out that he's essentially sexually attracted to this house. He just wants to fuck it, because ever since he laid eyes on this house, he wanted it. <laughs> Silver tuna tonight. Hey, that was good. You sounded just like him. You look like him, too. No, you don't. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't, though. <laughs> you. <laughs> God. 
that's one of the meanest things anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> you don't want to look like Daniel Stern? No. Oh, my God, no. I'd do him, I guess. I'd like to be thin like Daniel Stern. Me, too. Maybe not gangly, though. No. He's, I don't think he's as thin now. He's, he's not He's not good thin. He's got a He's got a beer belly going on. I imagine. Like a dad, a dad bod. It is so weird to think of him playing the old man. <laughs> from a christmas story and he is and it's oh god i never watched it but it has a 3.2 or some shit on imdb it's real bad yeah i imagine like yeah does gene shepherd narrate it no because he's dead i didn't know that i don't know when this movie was made fuck oh it was it was in like 2011 oh okay so fairly recent well (laughs) eight years ago (laughs) fuck dude something like that it was around that i feel so goddamn old sometimes yeah it's it's been a while so and then okay let's let's get to the the first moment we realize these people are kind of shitty. Obviously they're ignoring the cop, but fuck the cop, who cares? Yeah, I'm okay with that. The pizza guy shows up, who's also kind of just a surfer douche who runs into this fucking statue twice. Everyone in this movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck them all. This guy's just trying to make a buck. He probably doesn't give that much of a shit, but he has to deliver 12 or 10 pizzas to this. 10 pizzas at 12 bucks a piece, $120. And Frank shows up, takes the pizza, and he's like, oh, somebody owes me $122.50, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, oh, it's my brother's house. He'll take care of it. And then what happens? Eventually, the brother fucking come or his, you know, Kevin's dad comes up right. and says, oh, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll, we'll take care of it. And then he walks away after talking to the cop <laughs> for a second. Like, Am I under just arrest? Just trust me. You should probably should be. Where did you, where did all this money come from? <laughs> There's bound to be some racketeering charges in his future. Yeah, he totally works for one of those Goldman Sachs type. He's a financial guy for sure. Maybe that's how he ended up on the island in Sharknado. Oh, could be. Talking like Krusty the Clown and shit. <laughs> he's, he's in witness protection. The mafia oh, killed shit. Kevin and in Chicago? his wife. Yes. Now he's in witness protection in L.A. No, Kevin's still alive. He's making videos with the angry video game nerd. Oh, speaking of which, I know you love a good conspiracy theory. Have you heard the theory that Kevin actually grows up to become Jigsaw? We all know that this rich little piece of shit isn't ambitious enough to be a Jigsaw. That's true. Not a fucking chance. No. If anything, he most likely became some kind of uh, early internet entrepreneur who probably started like a Girls Gone Wild type website that's what i see happening with him is it ends all because he saw buzz's playboy yep no clothes on anybody sickening and yet something started tingling and his something in his pants grew four sizes that day yeah usually in a movie like this at least to these days there would be like a little girl neighbor that would come over and hang out with him nope it's kind of nice it's good We don't need to see kids fucking each other. Ew. Oh, God. You <laughs> went said, fucking dark with it, didn't you? Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I just watched the, I just watched that movie mid-90s yesterday. Have you seen that? No. The one that Jonah Hill directed? I have not seen it. Oh, my God. And So the main character is like 13 years old, hanging out with all these high school kids. He learns how to skateboard, and they kind of become friends, and they, they learn to love him and accept him, and they hang out with him. And I'm like, okay. oh, yeah, no, I, I did that when I was about that age. Like, I, I hung out with some older kids, and they'd drive me around in a car that they weren't supposed to have and shit okay and there was always an older girl who was like who was like you're cute let's like let's like quote unquote be boyfriend girlfriend right and i'm like okay cool yeah sure all those fake relationships that lasted a week because you didn't have a car and you couldn't do anything (laughs) okay um so he's at this fucking party this kid he's 13 with all these high school kids and this this hot chick comes up to him and they're talking and he looks like a little kid yeah, I've seen the trailers. Yeah, and she does not look like a little kid. She looks like a an upperclassman in high school. 
and they make out and she gets undressed and we hear about how he fingered her and stuff and then i go and check her age just to just to see i'm like i knew the kid was young he's like 14 now uh-huh. she was like in her fucking 20s the actress oh and they were actually God. kissing and stuff and i'm like how the fuck did they get away with this that is so weird well I felt odd. I guess he's living the dream or something. I don't know. It seems kind of weird. It was gross. Although I will say, yeah, I remember that girl. Yeah. And then you found out later that she had a reputation around school. Nah, I never, none of those girls ever went to my school. Oh. Because I hung out with people like on the other side of town. It was weird. Oh, when I was 13, I, my, my best friend was a freshman in high school and this girl he had gone out with a few times was hanging out with us and she started flirting with me really hard. I was Uh 13. She was, she was like a, maybe a freshman or a, or a sophomore. Okay, freshman's like 14, 15. That's, that's acceptable. You get into sophomore, that's like 16-ish. Getting a little creepy there. Yeah, and then and he was like, dude, she's kind of got a reputation, you know? And I was like, sweet, I'm in. Oh, fuck yeah, I love reputations. <laughs> I love girls with reputations. I never understood that. Never once understood, I don't want to date her. She's got a reputation. Well, that kind of makes me want to date her more. I don't get it, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, especially now. Yeah. I love reputations. Oh, God. Now, I did discover something. We're jumping all over the place. We're doing that thing again. I did discover something. You know how he... So the pizza guy shows up that second time after his family's gone. And this is another thing where he's just treating the fucking pizza guy like shit. <laughs> Gives him a 20 cent tip. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> so I have a couple issues with this scene. The first one is, so if he thinks he's getting shot at, why the fuck didn't he call the cops? Yeah. The cops should have ended up there. Yes, at, you know, absolutely. And Kevin would have been fine. They would have been like, holy fuck, where are your parents? And he would have been like, I don't know, or something. He probably would have, he's clever, so he probably would have made something yeah, up. He would the explain. Cops He'd be like, look, I yeah. made a Christmas wish, and Santa made it come true. He'd already stolen the toothbrush gone. at the time, so he would probably hide under the bed because he thinks he's going to get arrested. That's true. He'd be like, you'll never take me alive, <laughs> coppers. But I always wondered, all the way from 1990 all the way up to now, how the fuck is that little TV loud enough to make people think <laughs> that there are actually gunshots? Because he didn't use the fireworks until Marv showed up. Right. But there's the, like this little shot just so fucking quick. You, If you blink, you will miss it. And apparently I've been blinking for 30 fucking years. Okay. He hooks the TV up to two giant speakers on the counter. And I just fucking saw that. I have just still yesterday. never seen that. It is the first time I ever saw it. And I just happened to be, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, there's actor giant speakers on the counter. Now I'm going to have to rewatch it. I don't fuck. No, I'm not going to rewatch it. I'm not going to rewatch it. Let's be honest. Just that scene. At least the, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, though. It makes me laugh every time. It, I feel so bad for that pizza guy, but at least at least it's just a movie. And I'm sure people have tried that in real life. But are you kidding with how popular this movie was? One of the highest grossing movies. A hundred kids have tried this in real life. Is this the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? I don't know, but it was certainly one of the highest grossing of that year. Oh. Oh, definitely and because you know dude it took i didn't see that's right that's right i saw this movie when it came to the garland in the summer oh, of wow. the following year jesus you old fuck i did not live here we did have a dollar theater though was the garland a dollar garland back then? was actually a dollar back then yes motherfuckers it was 250 when i moved here speaking of which who is paying 12 dollars in 1990 dollars for pizza those are 1990 that's a that's 40 dollar pizza, pizza. <laughs> true uh it's good pizza it must be amazing pizza so that seems pretty pretty average now 12 dollars a pizza you're like that's a shitty pizza what the fuck <laughs> yeah but let's keep in mind let's keep in mind minimum wage now 12 dollars <gasps> i only have to work for an hour to fucking get a pizza minimum wage in 19 
$19.90. In Chicago, though. $4. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. When I started working, it was five fifteen. It's weird. Like most deaf says, minimum wage is five fifteen. Best believe you got to find a new grind to get cream. That's the guy from 16 Blocks. Yes. <laughs> which is a movie I've never seen. I couldn't think of Be Kind Rewind, which is a much better movie than 16 Blocks, I'm sure. That's why. I, that's how I know most stuff. But yeah, fucking speakers. Speakers. That is entirely new information to me. Yeah. You, and I will, I literally watched that part right before I came here. I don't think it, you see it in the pizza guy scene. You see it when Marv comes to the door. Oh. I think you have to wait until then. But then he still ends up using the fireworks. The fireworks make it make sense. Yeah. So the first time, well, when everybody's wandering around the house and shit, this, this is another detail that I caught just yesterday hit me with it kevin's on the bed and he's like i want to watch the movie yeah but right right before he walks in the mom's like oh no wait we're not taking the dog with us we're putting him in a kennel like what there's a fucking dog in that house There is apparently a dog. But we've never seen him. They never mention it. They never see it. Where's the fucking dog? It's at the doggy hotel. Like you don't you don't see it in the in the morning when they're all scrambling around or that night when they're all scrambling around. You probably took it earlier that day. Maybe. You don't take it first thing in the morning and you don't take it after six. That makes sense. What about the sequel, though? That was only a year later. Yeah, but in the sequel, they were on another trip to New York or wherever the fuck they went. But this the time sequel. they didn't mention the dog. Well, they didn't need to. It's already been established. God, this is driving me fucking crazy. Where is this goddamn dog? <laughs> what kind of dog is it? Uh, no shit. What kind What's of dog is name? it? What's its name? This is stressful, okay? It's just opened up a whole new avenue of investigation into this series. Oh, God. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> and then there's just all this talk of voltage adapters and shit. You I, know, I didn't know what a fucking voltage adapter was when I was a kid. You know what I just realized while you were speaking? Angels with Filthy Souls is the movie that Uncle Frank wouldn't let him watch. Oh, probably, huh? Holy shit. Yep. And I do like that line. If Uncle Frank says no, then it must be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> when really, Uncle Frank's just a dick and he's just like, fuck off, Kevin. Pretty Cause, much. Because you know Fuller and his sister watching that goddamn oh movie. yeah for sure fuller played by kieran culkin by the way my daughter lost her fucking mind when i told her it was wallace from scott pilgrim versus the world <laughs> of course of course she's like are a, you kidding me is your daughter a hipster weirdo no she's 17 so she's right at the age that for years scott pilgrim was like the coolest thing she was allowed to watch oh okay fair enough fair enough i'll i like scott pilgrim i just watched it recently a few months ago yeah, it's a good movie it's actually it's pretty fun rachel she, watched it with me and she's like what the fuck's this this is dumb. <laughs> My daughter actually said to me the other day, she said, no, I'm over Scott Pilgrim now. I don't think it's cool anymore. And I said to her, I understand that. But what you will realize eventually is that the reason you're over it now is because you got excited about it for the wrong reasons then. But there's going to come a day where you understand a little bit about movies and storytelling, and then you'll get excited about it all over again for the right reasons. Or she's just not going to give a shit at all. And she's just going to be like, Twilight's my favorite movie now, Dad. She literally asked me this week. <laughs> And to put her in my will to get all my movies so she can sell them on the black market because she's one of those dumb kids who's like these are all going to be worth a lot because nobody buys physical media anymore i just assume she sounds like mickey mouse you're not too far off you're not too far off <laughs> my dad told me that when he dies he's not giving me his hot wheel collection because i'll just sell them i'm like you are absolutely right yep just give them to me who the yep, fuck else much. is gonna get them you don't have any other kids <laughs> that we know of you don't have any other kids that you'll admit to having <laughs> Oh boy, there was a lot. There was a thing. No. Oh. Well, we can get into that later. Okay. Secret. There's a girl in a wheelchair and a weird looking dude. And my Secrets. dad's like, that's not mine. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want him. I'm just telling you what they told me. 
Oh I, my god, there is <laughs> so much backstory I'm missing right here. <laughs> I asked him about it and he got mad at me. So I'm thinking there's something going on there. It's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire type of situations. They're like, I don't like you. Not my dad. I don't you know. I'm like, I don't like you these talking to me on Facebook. Like I there's nothing I can do about it. Clearly, if my dad wanted to talk to you, he would talk to you. They they were calling the house and shit. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh so now I'm, now I gotta be like dad. Make a fucking will. Yeah. Leave it to me. Leave everything to me in the will. Make sure a lawyer's there because these fuckers are going to come and they're going to take half your shit and it's not going to be fun for me. You're not wrong. Ugh. Because apparently people can do that. They're not even related and they can be like, I'm related. I get stuff. Did I tell you my aunt put me in her will? No. I did not know. I was I was taken aback. She's like, you she get... She gave me a portion of her retirement. Oh, that's boring. I thought it was going to be something negative. No, it like, was... you get this spoon. It was a nice little chunk of cash. <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit. She never mentioned it to me. Nobody in my family has any fucking money, so fuck them. Anyway, came as a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can, in good conscience, put my daughter as the sole beneficiary of my movies, though, when I die. she See, what she said is, well, give the oldest your record collection, because he collects he collects records, and then give the youngest your video game collection, and give me your movie collection. And I was like, yeah, I feel like the oldest is getting a little short-changed there, because <laughs> while I do have a, an okay record collection, <laughs> it is nothing compared to my movie and video game collection. I have video games that are literally worth hundreds of dollars just because they were so rare. I have two copies of Turtles in Time. Nice. I have one copy of Castlevania Bloodlines, but it's not in mint condition, so it's not $100, well, or however much it's supposed to be. Well, I have a sealed copy of Resident Evil Nemesis for the PlayStation 1, and I have a copy of Rule of Rose for the PlayStation 2. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, there's a good reason you don't have <laughs> any idea what that is, because that game did not sell well, despite being highly regarded as a good game. Huh, and it happens. And if you look on eBay at it, it's always over $100. Ooh. Are you going to tell them not to sell? No, they can do whatever the fuck they <laughs> I want with my shit. You're care. dead, right? Yeah, I'll be dead. Uh, and while I do believe in an afterlife, I don't think I'm going to be that goddamn petty to be worried about my shit. <laughs> you're going to be haunting them and stuff. You're going to yeah. be like, don't sell that, you motherfucker. No, I'll be haunting them, but it'll be for all the right reasons, you know, <laughs> like to scare them and make them feel guilty about masturbating and stuff like that. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, so... I want to talk about the the pizza scene again, the part where they pay for the pizza and then the whole family sitting in the fucking room. By the way, they're they're Okay, so we're at 2 minutes. Yes. <laughs> they're distributing the pizza before anybody's even paid for it. Yes. Joe Pesci and the The pizza is half eaten and it hasn't yeah. been paid for yet. Before the pizza guy even gets paid, the ruckus happens. I call it I'm gonna, I'm just going to call it the ruckus cuz I'm old. I'm like fucking 60. Where Kevin where Kevin, Kevin is very politely punches, looking around, "Hey, uh, is there buzz. a is there a plain cheese? Because he's like, I don't like sausage or olives or onions and all that shit. And then he fucking, you know, Buzz says, well, yeah. Because Buzz ordered the pizza, by the way. There's a there's a throwaway line where Buzz ordered the pizza. So you oh. know he did that shit on purpose. I did and he not, did not I did order. I did not hear that. Yeah. He didn't order a cheese pizza. You know he didn't. Because he's an <laughs> asshole. Uh, Buzz yeah. is definitely being an asshole in this scene. He's the bad Fully guy here. the bad guy in this scene. Yeah. And then you got the kid from Pete and Pete. Oh, that God, <laughs> that's right. He is the kid from Pete and Pete. Uh, the girl from, uh, oh, God, I was telling Rachel about it, and she's like, I've never seen that. What the fuck makes you think I even know that? Uh, big girls don't cry, they get even. I have no idea what that is. You know how I know about that movie? No. It was on the Ninja Turtles 2 VHS, the trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I, speaking of which, I have to wonder if Disney Plus is going to come out with all those old Disney movies like The Brat Patrol starring Sean Astin. They're not going to put Song of the South on there. Well, of course, they're <laughs> not going to put Song of the South. Come on. They're slowly like loading things on there, which is kind of interesting to do. Like, can't you just fucking have it all and shut up? Yeah. Like you have this massive library of material like you couldn't you can't just put it out there. But then again, I'm, I'd also give it a year anyways, because, you know, something something's going to fuck up and you're going to lose your service for like a week. Oh, I'm not getting Disney. I know you're ever. not, but I'm just... fuck Disney. I'm not going to support that machine. Yeah, I know you're going to get it because you got two little girls and they just have <laughs> and to also, have it. Also, me not giving them eight dollars is not going to fucking tear them down any. <laughs> So it's kind of and, and when enough people say that Disney starts to rule the world starts they own fucking everything and they're gonna own even more if you give them your eight they own the they own two of the biggest franchises in the history of movies in the history of anything what's the other one Star Wars I know Star Wars oh what's Marvel the other? oh yeah that's right and they also own the Muppets <laughs> I'm hoping and praying that Bernie Sanders gets the nomination and that a bunch of old Democrats get ousted in favor of young ones and that they go through and then they're like and they take the Muppets back <laughs> they, they actually give some teeth to uh, anti-monopoly laws and start start forcing the FTC to do their fucking job yeah but then they won't get paid as much and then they'll that's how that's why i said we need new democrats (laughs) that's how civil wars start we need new ones i don't have any guns and i don't want any i don't really want to fight i'll just like show my tits and they'll be like ah (laughs) so the point that i was trying to fucking i have guns i'll bring them over okay good but the point that I was trying to get to, when when shit goes down and Kevin fucking rams Buzz in the stomach and, and then they spill the soda and somebody pushes the chair out or, and Fuller gets uh, That's squished. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank squishes does that, of Fuller course. against it's the It's his wall. child, too. Of course it <laughs> is. Is Fuller Frank's child? Yes. Oh, God. I believe. Uh, <laughs> he gets squished up against the chair. That chair can't be more than 15, 20 pounds. Is that kid that fucking helpless <laughs> that he cannot push the chair? His mom has to come and pull the chair out and pick him up and be like are you okay baby and I'm maybe like, uncle frank just keeps standing there and his legs are blocking it so polar's like trying to push it and it's not moving god i hope so also fuck fuller yes fuck fuller he knows exactly what he's doing yes and he's a piece of shit too kevin has to sleep up in the attic in the hide bed with fuller and if he has something to drink this is linny if he has something to drink he's gonna wet the bed she sounded so happy about that she <laughs> she is also a psycho why yes. don't they just leave her alone? they're all assholes there is not an, a sympathetic person in this entire movie like eventually the the dark-haired sister the one from girls big girls don't cry they get even the one who called him an idiot uh she gets a little bit of a thing where she's kind of worried about him when they're in france and she actually cares but then nobody else gets anything buzz is like it's boring he's fine blah 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 the little trout could use a couple days in the real world what does that mean he's eight you've never been in the real world you rich fuck i'll i'll say this i was an older brother and i definitely can relate Buzz is a dick. I'm not saying he's not a dick. He is definitely the bigger of the dicks in this scenario. But yeah, I've been there. (sighs) The crazy thing is Buzz and Kevin are probably really close now. They're probably best friends. Buzz married his fat girlfriend. Oh my God. Speaking of which. Okay. okay, That brings me to another point. That 
poor girl who posed for that photograph, she didn't know that that photograph was going into the biggest movie in the world. I have a fun fact about that photograph. What? It's not a girl. It's like the set designer's son. They dressed him up as a girl because they thought that would have been a little less uh, problematic. (laughs) So so it's a poor fat guy instead of a poor chubby girl. Okay. All right. You know what? Good. Because that genuinely concerned me when I was watching it. I was like, that poor girl. You know that if it was like just a straight up picture of a real girl, she would have gotten shit about that for years to come. But you know what would have happened? She would have gotten super hot. Yes, Because that is exactly what happens. And then there'd be a BuzzFeed article. You won't believe what she looks like now. They did that. Didn't they do that to Mara Wilson? She's the chick in Matilda who is super fucking hot these days. <laughs> she doesn't act anymore. Yeah, I know. Rightfully fucking so. No, I heard she got really out of the spotlight because fans started getting fucking weird. Oh yeah, she was sick of all that shit, and now she just she writes a blog. She'll she'll do she'll do some like. I heard internet. she's a super cool person. Yeah, she's she's fun. She does like some YouTube shows every once in a while yeah. and stuff. She's a feminist because of course she is. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the fucking neighbor kid from across the street. He's one of the Murphys. The Murphys are going to Florida. God. Annoying as fuck, but kids are actually like this. So the being per- <laughs> very accurate portrayal of a kid who's just curious about everything. But well, you're I, not wrong. I always tell people this when people leave. It's just completely out of context and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. When, okay. Like when Rachel's leaving the house, she's like, bye, I'm leaving. I'm like, cool, bye. Bring me back something French. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you talking about? From Home Alone. Yeah, I, I say that to people all the time and nobody Bring gets me it. back something French. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody has a fucking idea. But I, I like doing that. I don't quote I don't quote movie lines that people know. You go for the deep cuts. I so really you do. You just elicit blank stares. I quote SLC Punk a lot and I say the sun. <laughs> the sun you no- could quote the best line in that movie and no one would fucking know what you were talking about. I tell people the sun never sets on my asshole a lot. <laughs> nobody gets it because three people in the world have seen that fucking movie and i don't know any of them you know one well, of them i know you i made rachel watch it but she fell you asleep mean three other people in yeah. the world. oh god how about that fucking airport they have 45 minutes to get to the goddamn airport remember when you could just go to the gate that's how they forget kevin the mom can't be bothered to be like oh hey do i have all my children both sets there's two fucking sets of parents there yep nope that's what you do you get the oldest kid i know because i was the fucking oldest kid <laughs> you get the oldest kid to do a head count you make them responsible for it and then you can get mad at them when they fuck it up and you don't have to take responsibility you can say well i told the oldest kid to do it so fuck that airport thing because that's just dumb and annoying my big question for you if you were a boy of eight years old and you made a wish that your family disappeared and you woke up the next morning you go and turn on the tv and then you're like wait a minute where the hell is everybody and then it hits you and you're like holy fuck i made my family disappear what would you do because i have no fucking idea what i would do i'm 32 it's i'm too old for i'm this trying shit. to throw myself back to eight years old eight years Years old I was it was 1987 garbage pale kids was a thing that would have that would have made me in roughly third grade I'm gonna say yeah I probably would have just gone over to my friend's house or something we didn't have a big gorgeous house we just had <laughs> I know, this I know. shitty little house in this redneck part of Tacoma unincorporated <sighs> at that time I believe but I could be wrong when they finally figure out Kevin's gone you know and she's on the plane god she sucks and then Uncle Frank <laughs> tries to make it better but what, is, what does he say like if it makes you feel any better I forgot my I forgot my reading glasses yeah <laughs> the dad's like oh it's fine it's fine we'll figure it out and then frank's like it's horrible, horrible. it's horrible <laughs> and he really puts some stank on that first horrible, horrible. it's like horrible. horrible he says that he says it three times and it sounds different all three times <laughs> i really like frank he makes me laugh he's fucking terrible but he's 
I gotta say My this: um, I did not realize how hot young Catherine O'Hara was. Oh yeah, God, I want to nail young yeah. Catherine O'Hara. You know the the aunt was kind of doing it for me too in a weird way. Frank's wife. The aunt reminds me too much of my babysitter <laughs> from when I was about eleven. Okay. All right. Ten, eleven years old. Yeah, too much, uh, too close. The the grocery store chick though. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the worthless cops in the movie because <laughs> they all fucking suck. Yes, so they do. We touched on this at the beginning when they steal the phone away from that. I poor maintain, I maintain not a single sympathetic character <laughs> in this movie. So Catherine O'Hara calls the cops and she's actually being pretty reasonable. She's like, my son's home alone. She should have explained it a little more because she's just like, my son's home alone. Somebody needs to go over there and check on him, please. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Family crisis. Here you go. They go over to the family family crisis guy his name <laughs> did you catch what his name is it was something kind of funny balzac balzac that's right and the fucking donut thing the donut this is bugged and me then he starts getting that muffled tone to his voice that you only get when you're having a donut in your mouth it's bugged me ever since i was a kid watching this movie the piece of donut just falls right on the phone <laughs> But uh, I, I feel like that was an accident, but it, it's but one it of just those, works. It's one of those happy accidents that works because he just doesn't give a shit. Yep. Could not. I, can't even be bothered to flick it off. And it makes me happy. And <laughs> so the, also when, when a cop finally makes it to the house to check on him, to check on Kevin, he's knocking. And then he's like, nobody never home. identifies himself as a police officer. Yeah, no, he, he knocks on the door, though. And then he goes, there's nobody here. Tell him to count their kids again. I fucking love that line for some reason, because <laughs> even he knows like these rich fucks are stupid. <laughs> he hates it. And I understand. Oh, I definitely understand hating them. <laughs> like based solely on driving up to that house, be like these motherfuckers. And I made <laughs> I made the observation that if this was real, when Kevin is in Buzz's room, I think it was the second time. The first time he goes in there, he finds the the treasure chest or whatever. Oh yeah. And then yep. he the Playboy, no clothes on anybody, sickening. He's got firecrackers, and he Buzz your girlfriend, Wolf. But then he goes back in there. This is right before he goes out to get like a toothbrush and go to the store and stuff. Uh-huh. And he climbs up that thing, that shelf, and then it fucking breaks. Yes. And I made the observation I'm like that's where he gets hurt. He breaks <laughs> he breaks some legs. He can't move. I said the exact same thing to my daughter when we were watching it. I leaned over. I said, and that's where he he lay until they found him three days later. Dead of a blood clot <laughs> because his legs are broken. If this was the real world, that's how that would go. The movie ends right there. Yeah, then we do the toothbrush and the criminal thing and the, the South Bend shovel slayer fucking gives Kevin the evil eye. He can't say like, hi, son. Speaking of you? which, how ballsy is this dude to just walk in there and slap that <laughs> bloody hand on the counter just right there front of everybody hey here's the bloody hand in case you're wondering why i'm buying these band-aids and he just gives kevin this fucking look this guy's a piece of shit too he knows exactly what he's doing fuck him i mean granted we are supposed to be seeing all this stuff from the perspective of an eight-year-old kid so naturally buzz told him that story about how you know he they never not enough evidence to convict because he murdered this family and everybody on the block or some shit i get seeing it from the perspective of the eight-year-old kid but still that is a straight up power move to walk in there and slap your bloody palm on the counter of the drugstore. You keep that shit in your pocket out of courtesy for other people. But this was the 90s. Yeah, things were actually kind of polite back then. But yeah, like his whole thing just doesn't fit with like when, once we get to the church and we hear his little backstory, it doesn't fit with how fucking weird he was being. <laughs> 
like you don't have to be afraid of me it's like oh really then how come you fucking giving me those weird looks like you're gonna eat my face oh god Ugh. and then they're watching it's a wonderful life in french how fucking weird is that that is actually the best comedy moment of the entire movie. For my, you, for especially, because you, like, you like, love that movie so watch much. Watch that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. It's fantastic. Oh, God. And, you know, Angels with Filthy Souls, the pizza delivery scene, and Frank has the shrimp, and he's like, you want shrimp? And the only time you ever see the uncle and the aunt that are living in Paris... Is when they're decorating the tree. Yeah, and she's like, Frank, those are for later. And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> just completely ignores Because, of course, he does. Because Frank's like that. Frank is just the biggest prick. Which makes him my favorite. I fucking love <laughs> Uncle Frank. He is definitely the most entertaining character in the movie. We're gonna truck right the fuck along. We talked about pacing in the last episode. We're not good at it so no. here no, we go we're not twenty dollars kevin has twenty dollars when he goes to the grocery store he buys a hundred dollars worth of shit as i said this is 1990 dollars oh yeah i remember getting a dollar from my mom and it would buy me a whole shitload of stuff at the fucking corner store so weird you kids today are kind of fucked you're unlucky yep so another a small observation that i made it's so fucking weird that his dryer when he goes down into the basement he has the furnace, furnace. That, that scares the shit out of him when he's initially down in the basement he's like oh you gotta, gotta run but you know he stands up to the furnace right now when he pulls the laundry out of the wash or out of the dryer and he's like shut up and i've done that because I've, <laughs> I've seen this movie way too many times but it weirds me out that his fucking dryer is on the left side why is his dryer on the left side that doesn't make any sense well he's got the washer on the right the dryer on the left yes i guess it never occurred to me to question that because in my house i have the washer on the right and the dryer on the left you fucking savage no but here's the thing that's where the drain and the exhaust vent were placed no fix it that's just where they're at no fix it fix it figure it out you got to figure it out so weird <laughs> Oh, fix it. I'm not changing it. <laughs> fuck, you're moving anyways. <laughs> then the next people will be like, what the fuck is this? What kind of monster lived here? <laughs> oh, God. My grandma has her washer on the right and dryer on the left. God, side. fuck her too. <laughs> Again, it's how they built the house. No, that is the first thing you check when you come into the house. Be like, Mr. Realtor, sir, or ma'am, we're in the 21st century after all. Women can totally sell houses now. <laughs> <laughs> you say non-binary realtor person pronoun thing <laughs> say it exactly like that <laughs> but why i have my hand out too like i'm a fucking prince <laughs> <laughs> why sir or ma'am or something in between is the dryer on the right why is the drain over here or the left the dryer's on the left why what the fuck fix it and i'll move in but i don't think it'll work because then they'll be like fuck it those other people already made an offer get the fuck out of here and i'll be Pretty like much. fine i didn't really want to buy the house anyways we'll go <laughs> live in parkdale the rest of the poor people parkdale was the poor neighborhood back in great falls oh, okay. and it had such a negative connotation that they changed it to the great falls housing authority but everybody still calls it parkdale because it's fucking parkdale it's been parkdale for like 50 years this is some real inside baseball <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Montana, everybody. Her. Do we have any Montana listeners? Email us at sharksacrosshollywood at whatever our fucking email address is dot com. My mom doesn't even listen, dude, so. But she wouldn't. She doesn't like it when I talk about Satan. Are you from Great Falls? Tweet at us at the Shark Pod. There you go. 
that, that, that'll be good. You know, sharkscrosshollywood at gmail.com, by the way. There you it's go. always Gmail. I'm too lazy to find a new email. So I think we're at the part now where... Does it really fucking no, matter not really. at this point? <laughs> Marv pokes his, or loses his fucking shoe in the doggy door. Holy fuck, they have a doggy door. It never occurred to you. What the fuck? Never occurred to me, too. No, they have, yeah, they have a doggy door. They must have a dog. I never thought about that. They mentioned the... Oh my I've God. seen places that have doggy doors that don't have dogs. My mind is fucking blown right now. You realize that? I've seriously been watching this movie since it came out. <laughs> and, I, and I only just realized they had a dog and a doggy door. And that there were speakers hooked up to the TV to make the fucking gunshots louder. Well, admittedly, the speakers thing is news to me, too. And I saw this movie in the theater. And I remember thinking back then, how would that make realistic sound? Come on. Yeah, no, that always bugged me until I fucking saw those things. God damn it. Anyways, um, Catherine O'Hara gets left at the airport because she can't wait two days to take a plane home she's trying to be a good mom trying to get home she sucks we hate her fuck her anyways she is hot though i will mm-hmm. give her that <laughs> so now i have an issue with what happens next you know they leave her at the airport she flies from france to several different places and she's like i went from this place to this place to this place to where the hell am i which i really like <laughs> i really like the delivery that's <laughs> really funny so john they candy were, they were obviously chris columbus was very clearly trying to recapture some planes trains and automobiles vibes in this scene yes and isn't John Candy in that movie? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, hey, John Candy comes to save the day. Now, we all know John Candy as just the nice kind of oafish good guy at everything he's ever been in, right? Pretty much. What the fuck is wrong with her? Getting into this van, <laughs> this truck, whatever, with a bunch of musicians also. <laughs> Bad news, bad news, girl, bad news. A bunch of men in peak serial killer years. Well, in in fairness, serial killers never traveled in groups. But you know for a fact, these guys have been working the Midwest polka circuit for years. For years. Since the 70s. At least. You know they are crushing some groupies. Are they? Midwest polka circuit. Ooh, you never been to a crazy after party till you've been to a polka after party. I really like him trying to explain, like, oh, I thought you recognized polka, me. Polka, polka, <laughs> polka. Yeah. It was me. a big hit for us. Yeah, we, we sold, sold... six hundred copies of that record in Sheboygan. Because it reminds me of a scene in Losers Take All. It's a, that's a movie about a punk band, and this dude wants to manage this band, and he's like, "You guys, you think you had it bad? You know, this band called Darkest Magnet. This happened. This happened." And they're like, "Who the fuck is that?" And he's like, "Darkest Magnet. You know." Pew. <laughs> I love trying to explain stuff to people like that because they laugh. They, they look at me weird. Once again, you in the full time business of eliciting blank stares. I love it. That's how Daniel Tosh does his comedy. He's like, I apparently you, you, yeah. you like that. I start with a joke that everybody likes and then I keep taking it further and further until nobody has a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like, I like that approach. It's fun. It's but no, an approach. And that's a movie that nobody's fucking seen. Yeah. I've never heard of it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's so good. I'll What's have to. What's it called again? I've losers, all literally already forgotten the title. Losers Take All. I'll have to losers throw my Blu ray at you. It's one of those. I'll have to check it out. Like, it's so, so underground that they don't even have, like, a stock of Blu rays. Like, they had to print it when I. Like Rollerblade 7. Like, like Rollerblade 7. Probably like Roller Boys also. There are a lot of Rollerblade movies, guys. I don't know why. They all and came I out in the 80s seen and 90s. Nearly enough of them. 
Still didn't watch Roller Babies. Solar Babies. Solar Babies. Roller Babies. <laughs> <laughs> that movie came out in the 70s. That was a black exploitation movie. Wait, there's a movie called Roller Babies too? I'm sure there is, but I'm making it up. <laughs> no, it totally sounds like a black exploitation movie. Roller Babies. It should be. Oh, that's fun. I can already hear the wah-wah guitar. Actually, the first scene in Losers Take All, you know, one, of the, one of the first scenes actually takes place in a roller rink, and one of the guys gets all pissed off and quits the band because he's like, nobody goes to roller rinks anymore. And he's like, <laughs> nice. clearly they do when there's one guy with headphones on, not listening to them. <laughs> Yeah, it's I definitely one, have to see this movie. It's one of those movies that has people in it that you've seen in stuff, but like that aren't terribly famous, but you'll just be like, oh yeah, that guy was in that thing. Character actors. Yeah. Young character actors, which is nice. Uh, the guy who manages them. Character act- Does it have character actress Margot Martindale? I don't think so. There's no women in the movie. <laughs> Like, oh no, there, well, there's two. There's one who is in some Disney stuff, one who is in stuff that I've never seen before. Bad idea getting in that fucking truck. We're getting sidetracked real good here. This is what happens when I work all day and the Rev had a bad day with his bed. Fucking too Not many bitches a euphemism. in the bed broke. Not a euphemism. Maybe he was spanking it. Have you ever broken your bed jerking off? I don't jerk off that vigorously. <laughs> I do. I stand up and I jump on the bed. That, that, that... <laughs> I like that extra vibration. Just thinking of that SNL episode with the elf on the shelves. I have no the idea. The last, Jason Momoa. The last joke from the last episode of Saturday Night Live that I watched that I actually remember, Garth Brooks was hosting it. This was like, Holy <laughs> fucking shit. This was a long time ago. And all I remember was him sitting, he was like playing some hillbilly husband and he was trying to send his girlfriend or wife or something a gift and he was trying to write the card on the phone, you know? He's like, I screwed up, you screwed up let's screw that's the last thing i remember <laughs> wow deep cuts once again <laughs> good at that no oh. it just reminded me of that there's this recent i you should definitely check it out it's from last year from christmas of last year so it's it's seasonally appropriate oh yay the jason momoa episode from last year and uh, he plays an elf on the shelf and the idea you know the elf on the shelf yeah, oh, yeah watches we, the child yep well, his child just turned 13 this year. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, Santa, I need to get a new kid. <laughs> uh, Santa's like, fun. you spelled flashlight wrong on this list. <laughs> no, I no, didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I like that Jason Momoa being the badass that he is has a sense of humor. That's very nice. This was a great episode, by the way. But I mean, if you watch Aquaman, he just he, he's basically a fucking wisecracking ass kicker in that movie. Fuck, that movie's weird. Haven't seen it yet. So dumb. It's on it's on my list. But it's fun. I'll watch it eventually. It's worth a watch or two. Because I laughed my way through it. It was pretty, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> it wasn't like so bad, it's good, but it's kind of like, it's like, wow, this is kind of, this is dumb. Why did they even make this? Like, See, the funny happened? thing is my, my brother with whom, well, I'm not going to say we share all of our tastes, but he is the only person person who I trust implicitly when he recommends a movie to me. He said, dude, you have to watch Aquaman as soon as you can. He said, because it is so ridiculous that it's almost brilliant. Yeah, it it, it gets there. You'll hate Amber Heard, but other than that. So. I already hate I Amber know. Heard. <laughs> so, what movie are we talking about again? Home Alone, guys. Oh, fuck me. Merry fucking Christmas. Happy goddamn holidays. Hail Satan. Hail Satan Christ. Praise Jesus. Satan and Santa are the same guy. 
You know, I actually grew up in a church where we felt the exact same way about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, shit. I just, I'm, I'm pulling that from uh, Detroit Rock City when that, <laughs> they give the priest mushrooms. And he's like, Satan, Satan, Santa, Santa. It's the same letters. It's the same freaking guy. Ah, and he's freaking out because he's all, he's tripping on mushrooms. It's, ah, I love that movie. It's true, though. Have you seen Santa Claus, the Mexican movie? Good Lord, no. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. First stinker fest we ever did, we did Santa Claus. It, it's this Mexican movie from I'm going to say the early 60s oh. and the whole premise of the movie is Santa has to fight the devil in order I've to save Christmas. I've heard of it Christmas. though. I didn't know it was that well, that was a Mexican movie though. It is. It's Mexican. What about and S- Hercules and Merlin the Wizard help Santa. <laughs> wow. It's fucking bananas, dude. <laughs> I've heard of uh, Satan meets the Martians or some shit. Santa Claus and the Martians. Sa- Satan. Satan. <laughs> That's that. That's my movie. Satan meets the Martians. No, but I actually was talking about it with my brother afterwards, and we were both like, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, Santa and the devil—they're both red. They're both watching you all the time. You know, like it's all just a ploy to manipulate kids and stuff like that into into behaving themselves. And they still don't. Those little bastards, sons of bitches, and daughters of bitches, and non-binary children. That's of fair. Bitches. That's fair. I will give you that. One. I don't know why I'm harping on that so much in this episode. <laughs> so we get. Because we're progressive. Yay! Tweet about it. At the shark pod. You know what's not so progressive? All these white people hanging out in a Catholic church. (laughs) This long-ass movie with no (laughs) non-white faces. (laughs) But uh, we get a nice... I actually kind of... I like this scene, but it's still a little weird. Kevin heard that the... We we missed a lot. The wet bandits are going to fucking come back to his house at 9 o'clock that night. He's only been on his own for like four days. And he's already decorated the entire house, which is super weird. Because he's eight. He's eight. And he's been fucking around for half the time. I can't believe he cleaned up all that shit he made from the... The ice cream Ice stuff? cream marshmallow I party. Know. I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. How many eight-year-olds have me? you ever met who actually clean up that shit? Well, or does, who do a good job of it? He does a really good job because he cleans up all of his all of his murder toys. Later. Yeah, he does. Everybody doesn't walk into the house and go, what the fuck is all this? All they find is a tooth and then Buzz, you know, Kevin forgot right. his room. No, I think Kevin deliberately left his room fucked up. Maybe. I mean, let's face it. If Kevin could clean everything else up and just didn't clean up Buzz's room, <laughs> he was sending a message. Yeah, well, Buzz is a dick, so fuck that guy. Buzz is a dick. But we get sweet old man Marley. He's a nice guy, it turns out. He's not super He's creepy at all. He's a piece of shit. He's not talking to his son because they had a fight. What a piece of... You, you cowardly bastard. Well, it's both of them. It's a double sword, double-edged sword yeah, there. Yeah, but you know what? You're the dad. You're yeah. the one who makes the peace. You're yeah. the one who says, you know what? Let's get past this. Sometimes it takes an eight-year-old who's trying not to get raped by a priest to fucking... <laughs> to tell you that you just need to call your son and he's like oh well there's a fucking idea but it's okay shit happens people are dumb everyone in this movie is a piece of shit well so we get a fucking gear up scene which are my favorite and the music gets super epic and awesome and I it is a pretty sweet montage yes although uh kevin never does get his dinner okay and that's my next note it always bugged the shit out of me that i love mac and cheese man all right also where are these fucking microwavable craft mac and cheese things in styrofoam by the way so he made that thing and he's poisoning the environment and he didn't even get to eat it he should have 
have known because when when the microwave dings, it says eight fifty seven on the fucking clock. Yeah, just start shoveling that shit down, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Who is this eight year old with so much self restraint? He's like, nope. They said they'd be here at nine, so at the stroke of nine, I will be ready. And also, they're pretty they're pretty punctual they're criminals. They're extraordinarily too. punctual criminals. So they're at the back door, and I have I have my notes say final battle. It's like a boss fight. We just completely skipped like everything leading up to this point. Yeah, but does anybody actually give a shit? No, that's the thing. We don't need to recap this movie because if you haven't seen it, it's because you're consciously avoiding it, which is fine. No, it's not. But don't pretend like that's not what you're doing. Watch it. God damn it. So Kevin found a BB gun earlier in the movie and he's... (laughs) These two idiots are standing. And by he's the back a crack door. shot, by the way. He, oh yeah, he is. He is. Which you know, it's fine. So far, we've done two tr- two Christmas movies where the kid has a BB gun. Well, in fairness, the reason he has a BB gun in this movie is because Ralphie popularized the BB gun in the last movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, he yeah. made the BB gun an integral part of the Christmas spirit. And then eventually, he gets a real gun and becomes the good son and murders dogs. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't have a dog. And sends Frodo off on a mission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, Macaulay Culkin does kind of look like an elf. I kind of like this little moment, though, with the BB gun. And he sticks it out the fucking doggy door when these two are just kind of talking. like, And then he shoots Harry in the nuts, which yes, is beautiful. And jo- Joe Pesci's reaction. I feel like you can just hear him trying not to swear. <laughs> Chris Columbus is like, this is a family movie, sir. I know you just did Goodfellas. Chill the fuck out. Won an Academy Award for Goodfellas. And he must have had kids or something. Or Joe Pesci just has a fucking sense of humor. I'm not sure. You know, I think he likes the slapstick comedy because did you ever see Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover? That came out a few years after this, didn't it? It came out like 10 years after that. Yeah, I remember it. Like, I never saw it. No, Pesci likes the slapstick, I think. That's interesting. Uh, Marv gets shot in the face because as fucking Harry's like writhing in pain, which would that hurt that bad? If it actually made contact with a testicle, yeah, (laughs) dude, that would fucking kill. I fully shot a BB gun like once in my life. Have you ever been shot at close like with an actual BB gun? No. It no. They'll go through the skin. Oh they will. And Marv gets shot in the face because he sticks his fucking head through the doggy door because that was a smart choice. Like (laughs) I don't feel bad for these guys because they're so stupid. So have you looked up I can't remember, were you the one who was telling me or was it someone else? There's a YouTube video where they actually talk about I've seen it and like how like ooh this would this would happen and they, they these guys would be dead. I'm like no shit but it's a movie. All the ways no in way. all the ways in which they would be dead or debilitated by all the shit Kevin does to them. Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz I, I made a list here. So the first thing, they split up cuz of course they have to split up. Marv goes around More the back into the way. basement. Yes. Uh Harry goes around the front. Harry gets the burning fucking doorknob, but they both get the slippy stairs. Speaking of which, in subsequent scenes when, like when Kevin's running across the street, all the streets are wet. They're all wet because the snow is melting cuz it's not freezing. <laughs> oh, good point. You're really throwing logic into this yeah what's wrong with you yeah maybe the filmmakers fucking shoulda it's a kids movie i know (laughs) and you know i'll say some not all but some of the uh, pratfalls in this movie are really well done. Oh, yeah. No, that whoever Joe Pesci's stuntman was. Uh, and fucking... Daniel Stern's, too. Daniel Stern's got a great one. The one where he goes back out the basement door and <laughs> like that is a great fall. <laughs> that makes me laugh, too, because yeah. it's so quick and fun. No, it's <laughs> fantastic. It The timing on that is perfect. Buster Keaton at the height of his career would have been proud of that. I like when he's like trying to jam the door open with the fucking crowbar and he falls <laughs> down and then the crowbar just kind of hangs there for a second that just drops Dang. on his head. 
Like, I wonder if that was actually planned or if it was supposed to fall or if it was one of those things that just kind of happened. <laughs> I love happy accidents that, like, work so well. I don't know. I don't know. But it was comedy gold. So this fucking burning doorknob. What the fuck is that thing, by the way? That heating thing? I don't know what that is. I don't know either, but that's what you call an instant house fire. Oh, yeah. 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 The fact that that door was not engulfed in flames, <laughs> I call bullshit. So here he gets the burning doorknob, gets the fucking M burned right into his hand, which is icky. I've been burnt on metal. It's not fun. Marv, I have not, and I'm not looking to. Oh, yeah. When I was welding, dude. Oh, like, I take that back. I have been. I just don't remember it. Uh, I was two years old at the time, oh. and I fell on a wood stove with both my hands. Oh, yes. According to my parents... The flesh was hanging from my hands like melted cheese. Nice. Yeah, like when you're welding and you try to grab what you're welding, your gloves, they can handle heat for at least a few seconds. But if you have holes in those fucking things, you don't know about <laughs> it until you touch the metal. Oh, fuck. And it fucking kills. Ooh, I, ooh, so many. I've, like, I've burned my dick because like... Wait, sl- what? <laughs> what were you trying so to do? So you're, I'm sitting down. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sitting down and then I'm like, I'm welding, I'm going across. And then I was chipping off the slag. Uh, You know what slag is, right? Okay. Uh, For those of you who don't know, it's like the little black shit that kind of covers the weld to protect it while while it's cooling down. (laughs) And you chip it off. And sometimes it flies off, and that's fine. It happens. But I didn't have my apron yet. Like, I didn't have any leather on. Oh, fuck. So it just lands on my pants. You don't don't notice until you notice. (laughs) (laughs) You got a four-alarm fire in your britches. (laughs) It just burns slowly through your pants, and then you feel it on your leg or something, and oh, you're like, oh, fuck, and then you stand me. up, and you try to brush it off, but you can't because it's in your pants. Oh, my God. My dick hurts just thinking of this. <laughs> I always made jokes about like, oh, I cauterized my dick hole shut today. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts so bad, and there's times when it like gets stuck to you, but then you brush it off, and then it falls down and just goes down your leg, and oh, it's still burning the whole burns way down. Burns all the way down. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that is not a fun job to have. I don't know. I think I can handle that more than getting a fucking iron dropped on my face. Yeah. This shit is actually pretty brutal. I would. Yes. No. This is full-on Looney Tunes level stuff, where if you took this into the real world, people are dying yes. for sure and then one of the grossest gags in the movie the fucking nail in the oh. foot. like i know exactly you know how they did it it's either a composite shot or they just had him kind of stand next to it and yeah put it's his probably foot like down. a forced perspective thing but the thought of that is yeah. the worst no. thing in the entire movie especially with all that tar and shit on oh. his feet just oh and so gross the sound and the slow descend upon oh mm. Oh, and the arch of his foot. You could just see like he's got super arched feet and it just goes right into that arch. That hurts real bad. Yeah. Ooh. Kevin is really lucky that he stepped right on the one. The nail one nail, too. On yeah. Entire thing. That's weird. But whatever. Leave it up to Marv to make that happen. <laughs> so Harry, after getting fucking <laughs> getting his hand burnt, he runs around the back. Bad things are going to happen to him now. Yeah. He gets a blowtorch to the head when he opens the door. He's so lucky it only cauterized his crown. His head his hands on fire and his head's on fire and his reaction always made me laugh that ooh, ooh that kind of weird thing that he did <laughs> when he finally decides fuck it i'm kicking the and door he kicks open. the door in which fucking duh and then he gets tarred and feathered of course it's not tar but it's like it's sticky shit glue it's probably glue from that oh, hot it's silicone caulk oh, whatever cock silicone cock <laughs> i have one of those in my butt right now <laughs> TMI! Look, do whatever you gotta do, man, but I don't need to be privy to that. Can't you can't you hear it? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so Marv thinks better of trying to go up the stairs again, which, you know, there was only one nail. He could have just gone up the stairs. So he I don't know. around it. I don't know why he decides to go around the house and climb through the fucking window. And more shit happens to his feet. He steps on all these ornaments. He misses Marv's the, poor feet. He misses the big star thing, though. Like, yeah. I noticed. I feel like the stuntman was like, I'm not fucking stepping on that thing. <laughs> you, can go, you can go fuck yourself. Like, I can, I can handle these things exploding under my feet, but that thing, nope. And then we get that funny line like, hey, why the hell you dress like a chicken? <laughs> why, why, why the hell did you take your shoes off? I'm like, why the hell you dress like a chicken? That always made me laugh. And every parent's worst nightmare. Second worst nightmare, micro machines on oh, the floor. Yeah. Whoop! A lot of people say like, ooh, uh, balls and shit like won't do that. I'm like, have you ever fucking stepped on just a floor covered in like beads or something? You will die. Yeah. I tested it one day. Uh, I didn't step on it fully, but like I'd heard like that it was bullshit and I'm like, uh, I want to try it. So I put one foot on it and just kind of like <laughs> put a little weight on it and just it slid just immediately. Just like, immediately like, go out Fuck that noise. Head. So those are dangerous. Yes. And then we get the super popular paint cans when they try to go up oh, the stairs. Those, those are now officially Christmas icons. Yes. And it's, it's pretty a- fun. As much as the leg lamp. <laughs> we have leg lamps and paint cans. Fuck yep. yeah. And the BB gun. Of yep. course. Gotta have the BB gun. This is another thing that would probably kill somebody. Absolutely. If they're full. Yeah. For yeah. sure. When they. When they. That arc. Dude, that arc of them <laughs> yeah. fuckers swing, those things would have hit like a train. Because <laughs> you know they're at least kind of full. <laughs> their faces would have exploded out oh, the back man. of their heads. Uh, I love it. It's good stuff. And there's also a tripwire upstairs. Now, Kevin runs up into the attic. Well, he tries to run up into the attic. Marv grabs his foot. Yes. He does wind up calling the cops, though, and I just realized fucking phones have been working for, like, at least a day or two. Yep. The phones go out at the beginning of the movie. Yes. But he called and ordered the pizza. Yeah. And then he... So, like, at day two, yeah. and then they he, were working fine. And then he calls the cops and says, oh, my name's Murphy. Uh, my house is being robbed. Because they're in Florida, so it's okay. And that house has already been robbed because they did the wet bandit thing, and he clogs the sink and fucking... All I can think that when i watch that is like oh your homeowner's insurance is gonna skyrocket after that (laughs) oh god but harry trips over the fucking wire while marv grabs kevin and tries to keep him from going up the stairs but when kevin broke buzz's shelf we the fucking tarantula (laughs) has been just kind of walking around and i i kind of like it's weird foreshadowing it's kind of a nice little detail yeah this is again one of those moments that's done pitch perfect and i'm not a huge slapstick fan this is i will say for modern slapstick this is among the best but still a lot of it just completely misses me but (laughs) when he sets that tarantula down on daniel stern's face daniel stern's scream is so fucking perfect and he did that really with the spider on his face and apparently they're like yeah you can do that uh tarantulas are deaf which may or may not be true i don't know but apparently that tarantula still had the venom but they they didn't know that (laughs) like they didn't tell him that until later it still had its venom yeah. glands. Yes. Oh, Jesus. So they're like, you can scream as loud as you want. It's fine. But <laughs> late, later they ended up telling him, like, yeah, that thing still had its stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So it gets, it, it it climbs on Harry now and like, wouldn't you just shoo-shoo the spider off of him and then hit it on the floor or something? But no, because these guys are idiots that I really like. Uh, he gets hit. And I don't know how he's walking after that. <laughs> Crowbars are very heavy. Yeah. They're made oh, out of steel. This is, again, multiple broken ribs on oh, both of these guys. Yeah. And then Joe Pesci gets up, grabs the fucking crowbar and says, how do you like it, you jerk? Which I always thought was funny. 
uh, Kevin does the cool one of the coolest things aside from the fucking sled down the stairs, which I always wanted to try as a kid. Still want to try it as an adult. I could probably make it work with the stairs we have over there. <laughs> I don't see it working. No, I can. I don't do see it. the physics of it working. That door was too off from the stairs, and it's not like a toboggan doesn't have like guide rails on it that will help you. <laughs> that keep always going bugged me, but direction. you gotta. It's it's a movie. They cheated the camera. I know. Yeah. I know how it worked. They were probably shooting in a real house, and that's the only way they could get it to work. That's one of those things that I thought even when I was a kid. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. I was like, that's not how that works. Like, I've been on a toboggan before. They don't just go wherever you point them. They will. But it was a sled. They will slide sideways. It was an actual sled, though. No, it was a toboggan. It was a sled. I thought it was he a had, toboggan. He had an actual sled. The toboggan is in Christmas vacation. No, that's a disc. Whatever. We're going to argue about this later. We don't have time for this shit right now. <laughs> But Kevin ziplines to the fucking treehouse, which is awesome. Yeah, I got to admit, as a kid, that was pretty fucking sweet. And then he swears, which is awesome, too. I'm over here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> I love how he taunts him. He is such a child. You better come get me before I call the cops. From a treehouse? <laughs> and then they're so stupid. Like, Harry, at least he, a little bit of attention to detail, he does wrap up his hand before he climbs on the rope. <laughs> which would not help at all once you're in full body weight with on that <sighs> rope. Oh, my God. Come on. And it gets cut, and they swing into the house like fucking George of the Jungle. Right into a brick wall wall which again fuck <laughs> there's so dead. many broken bones these are men who are older than i am so yes. many broken bones so many broken bones. <laughs> kevin goes to the murphy's house and the fucking basement is flooded and all that shit but they hit him off at the pass because this is now a western yep and this is where shit gets super weird for me they hang him up on a fucking coat, coat hook, hook which would never work that shirt wouldn't hold him like that but they start saying hey we're gonna do all the stuff that you did to us but first i'm gonna bite off each of your fingers one by one and he was really good to do it it was yes as i said he actually took his hand and opened his mouth and if that guy hadn't showed up right then he would have bitten off kevin's fucking fingers which is some malicious psycho horror shit yeah that which i'm all for by the way don't get me wrong i just don't generally like it in my children's movies the cops finally show up but the real world has entered my brain again at this point they get arrested and i'm just like so what was their trial like kevin had to have been there marley had to have been there the parents had to have been in some trouble for this no that's why he did it at the house across the street because that means no police involvement but those guys had to have gone to trial and they would have had to have tried to like say oh we were attacked by this child over here how would that help their case in any it way wouldn't but they're idiots and that's what criminals do yeah, <laughs> especially they movie have lawyers criminals. but they have lawyers who'll just be like look just plead guilty to this this and this and they'll drop this and this yeah i guess so but that's what public defenders do they yeah. get you to they they get you to plead out <laughs> so they don't have to actually go to court yeah and then i guess they escape anyways that, no they get paroled don't they that's the setup in the, in the second one they escape yeah. oh i thought they no. i thought they got paroled no they escape because of course they did i'm thinking of a different movie oh john candy tells so we we go back to the mom and she's almost home (laughs) but the funeral parlor story is so (laughs) fucked up but it's so funny oh he he started talking again after six or seven weeks seven weeks you know (laughs) Uh, kids are resilient kids are resilient uh, i miss john candy man (laughs) then catherine o'hare is maybe we don't need to talk about it well you You brought brought it up (laughs) Fun fact, Candy and O'Hara were in Second City together, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of that. Wasn't Chris Columbus involved in that because they're in all of his movies, too? I'm not 100% sure on that one, but I know Candy.
Andy and O'Hara came up through the whole SCTV yeah, Second yeah. City. Fucking weird Canadian piece of shit. Along with Martin Short and Eugene Levy and Rick Moranis. Basically everybody who was ever in a comedy in the 80s. Yep, pretty yep. much. So Mom makes it home. Now, this also bugged me now. Mom shows up and Kevin comes downstairs and then he just looks at her like he's mad. But I'm like, why are you mad? You thought you wished them away. Why are you mad at her? I think at this point he's realized that maybe he's not magical. Maybe she just left him. Here's what I think is going on in Kevin's head, right? She put him up in that upper room and then he said some shitty shit. And then she went, you know what? Fuck this kid. We're leaving him. And then, you know, his first instinct was, I wished my family away. And then he starts feeling bad about it. And then he sees her there and he's like, bitch, you fucking left me. (laughs) And he thinks she did it on purpose. And then she's like, oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And, then, and then I'm like, why are you apologizing to him, bitch? He's a piece of shit. But so is she. That's true. He already did apologize. It wasn't sincere, but he's eight. Yeah. I don't think eight-year-olds know how to apologize. But that's what I thought the first time I watched it. The very first time oh, I watched okay. it, I was like, why are you apologizing to him? He was shitty to you. And this time I watched I'm like, you should be apologizing a lot more sincerely because you are really a piece of shit. Yeah. But, you know, mom makes it home. Everybody else makes it home on the flight that she didn't want to wait for. And they show up two minutes after she does. <laughs> I get where her head was at, though. Yeah. She was trying to be a decent parent after she was a shitty one. I get it. How the fuck is this lady still allowed to keep her children? How the fuck is she so flip about it in part two? Well, you got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it again this year. And he does. Nobody learned anything. That's what part two teaches us. No one learned anything from this movie. Jesus Christ. They're all pieces of shit. Fuck them. Ugh. And I totally, again, young Catherine O'Hara, I'd be all up in that. They still have too many kids, and it makes me kind of want to throw up a little bit. Yeah, they do. It makes me want to burn their house down with all of them But in fairness, that's three families worth of kids. No, not anymore. Oh, you mean at the end. At the end. Yeah, they have like four kids, right? It's Buzz, Pete, Linny. His name's not Pete, it's Jeff, but he's from Pete and Pete, so. Right. No, no, yeah, Buzz, 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 Linny, Jeff. And then Les Incompetence, and then um, You're So Helpless. Uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even. Yeah, so it's just, and then kevin that's five that's fucking okay, too so many got five kids. that's that's six too many <laughs> they should have negative they should have killed one kid they should have ki- they taken married. that taken that murphy kid across the street and killed him because <laughs> that kid's annoying he is bring me back something french like panties or armpit hair oh, I, was, I was gonna say cocaine sorry that seems Colombian. that's my own deep that's, cut that's colombian wait what where's that from <laughs> it's from stranger things bad lip reading oh <laughs> why don't okay. you say two words together french cocaine <laughs> why does it have to be french <laughs> i don't think there is french cocaine hey guys we're finally done with the movie <laughs> oh my god are you serious yeah we're finally done yeah we don't have another 20 minutes to go no the only other thing is that you know buzz finds all of his his fucked up room and goes kevin what did you do to my room which is a trope that permeates throughout the entire series i believe i've only seen the first three you know how many movies there are five then there are four too many five home alone movies yeah but only two of them have kevin McAllister in them no three of them do what when did he come back in the fourth one it's like called holiday heist or something now french stewart plays oh my god french stewart (laughs) yeah he's dressed like harry but somebody didn't watch the first movie so they called him marv And I know he's supposed to be Harry because he's talking all this shit on that movie's Harry going like, he's such an idiot. He always got me in trouble. What the fuck? And he's, he always messed up plans. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so you're talking about the dumb one. So you're definitely talking about Marv. Somebody fucked up. 
and they made the entire movie that way. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's Jesus. so weird. Oh, someone yeah. was dipping into the French cocaine. All right. I... <laughs> All I right, think let's, we've let's wrap this. We've up. talked enough. We've been home alone long enough. Yeah, this dildo starting to get a little hurty in my. <laughs> <laughs> I was I you just you just committing <laughs> to it, huh? I couldn't. I was trying to come up with another adjective, but it didn't a little work. hurty, a little hurty in your gertie. <laughs> so that's that's the old, that's the only word I could think of. It's not even a word, is it? Well, uh, it's part of a word. So that's the last thing you're gonna hear from us this year. Holy shit! But dildos. <laughs> stage awesome (laughs) oh god so hey after that especially if you want to follow us on some social media and see what no 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 no, see what kind of shenanigans we get you want to follow us on social media now oh you do absolutely you want to find out what happened to that butt plug come on you know what we should make some merchandise a shark shaped dildo sharks across hollywood the butt plug oh dude yes so we should we do it like space balls and everything is just like the whatever <laughs> sharks across hollywood the flamethrower so hey if you want to follow us and you do like he said you want to do that on everything at the shark pod and how about you give us some money because i went to work today and it was really fucking depressing oh it sucks oh my god you have no idea and working with those idiots these middle-aged people that act like my two seven-year-old children let's drop some names let's not do that okay (laughs) went too far you called me on it i'm good with that (laughs) yeah so anyways if you want to donate some money to help us poor poor bastards you can do that at patreon.com slash shark across hollywood and you know what we also have this uh audible thing going on that we haven't actually pitched in a while we pitched it last week didn't we no oh shit it's not on there oh man well uh you know if you want to support the show go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across hollywood where you can get one free book of your choice as well as two audible originals that are yours to keep even if you decide not to continue with your audible subscription you want a recommendation right now i'm listening to the new harry bosch novel by michael Connolly called the night fire and it's pretty damn good I'm a long-standing fan of the Harry Bosch series, so, you know, I'm pretty much in for the ride at this point, no matter what they come out with. But uh, <laughs> that's an example of one of the many books you can get with your free credit at audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood. You'll be getting a free book and you'll be helping the show. So just please do it. Please. please. Also, download I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, mostly because I just like the name of that thing. It is a great title. So do that. Audibletrial.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back next year with some whatever. I don't fucking know. It's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a year. It's gonna be juicy and it's gonna be sexy. It's probably gonna get pretty weird. We got episode sixty nine coming up this year. Oh, we do. Shit. That's a while though. That'll <laughs> be a while. But yeah, so hey guys, until next year, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, all that bullshit, whatever. Don't get offended, or do. Just don't be a dick about it. Joyous Kwanzaa. I don't even know if they say that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, isn't it Happy Kwanzaa? That too. I have no fucking idea. Have a happy whatever, and... Whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. Hope you enjoy it. Just have fun. Be happy. Be nice. But until next year, everybody, stay jawsome.
Happy New Year. <laughs>